Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In this episode, I'll share about the hymn, For the Fruit of All Creation, and talk with music ministry participant Barbara Vandergriff. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. Written in 1970, the hymn for the fruit of all creation is perfect for us to explore as we approach the Thanksgiving holiday. The author of this hymn text is Fred Pratt Green. He was a Methodist minister in Britain. He wrote throughout his career, but wrote most of his hymns in retirement. Fred Pratt Green has said himself that he wrote hymns, quote, that fill the gap between the hymns of the first part of this century and the far-out compositions that have crowded into some churches in the last decade or more. Our church's Celebrating Grace hymnal includes eight other hymns by Fred Pratt Green, including When in Our Music, God is Glorified and God is Here. This text follows an A-A-B-A form, which I've mentioned in previous podcast episodes I find to be an appealing structure. In the case of this hymn, each of the A lines ends with the same phrase, either Thanks be to God or God's will is done. This text was originally written with a different tune in mind, but this popular Welsh song came to be preferred. The tune in Welsh is called Arhidnos, which translates into English as All Through the Night. This tune also follows the A-A-B-A form, which makes it well-suited to Fred Pratt Green's text. Our Celebrating Grace hymnal includes two other hymns that use this same tune. In singing this hymn, the repeated phrase, Thanks be to God, certainly focuses our hearts and minds on themes of gratitude. For me, it is the second half of the last stanza that is particularly striking. For the wonders that astound us, for the truths that still confound us, most of all that love has found us, thanks be to God. Today's episode concludes with the singing of For the Fruit of All Creation by the Congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church with Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to email me at marty at vhbc.com. These podcast interviews continue to be such a blessing for me, and I'm so grateful for folks uh, uh, opening up about themselves and their their life stories and sharing with uh, me and with everyone listening. And uh, I'm glad to have today with us Barbara Vandergriff. Barbara, welcome. Thank you, Marty. It's good to be with you. I appreciate you doing this today. Well, I thank you for asking me. So, well, tell us first a little bit about. Um, what you're involved with at VHBC and, and music and other things? 
All right, great. Well, I love being in the choir, and um, I do a choir you know, notes review every week to send to the members of it to keep everybody informed of what we've been doing in choir. Um, I'm um, served as the deacon. I'm an inactive deacon right now. I'm a part of the Child Development Center uh, governing board or whatever our, we're called, and um, I'm a member of the Joyful Noise Sunday School class. And for the last couple of years, I've been a part of the Alabama Coalition of Healthy Mothers and Children, mm. and I'm on the uh, board. That's something that uh, Pastor started, and mm-hmm. we're trying to um, we have developed an app to help people find help who need it. So yeah. it's been great to be involved. Well, let me, uh, I want to come back to the choir notes in just a minute. I want to talk about that for sure. But um, I know that the CDC uh, advisory board, the Child Development Center advisory board has had a lot of work to do uh, during COVID season, this this time. And so um, thank you for that, because it's, um, the CDC has been successful in reopening. And um, so I know that that was a lot of work that went into that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I actually just have joined the board I was on several years ago, so mm-hmm. I've got to miss some of that part. But uh, yeah. uh, yes, it has been. But they've done a wonderful job, mm-hmm. and so uh, a lot, lot required. <laughs> yeah, and the um, the Alabama Coalition for Healthy Children and Mothers. Tell us a little bit more about that. I know that uh, Pastor Gary Fur kind of um, spearheaded that effort. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Well, um, in his ministry as a pastor, he discovered there were just a lot of agencies, a lot of churches, a lot of organizations that provided help, but there was no way to communicate that to people. And so people who needed help, like even one of our agencies is a diaper bank. And for mom, young moms, you know, diapers are expensive and other necessities for babies. So um, he had the idea to develop an app that can be put on their phone or they can access and find agencies agencies or people who offer the help that they need. And this recently has been um, our last look at the app shows that most people are still looking for food. And so uh, we're happy to be able to um, distribute that. And we have um, over 1600 agencies and places now where they can Mm. seek help. So that's been very, um, that's great. It's developing. So, yeah, you know, people um, in situations like that, um, it's very uh, cumbersome and, and inefficient to try to call every single church or, every, you know, every other helping agency, but to have a central place where somebody can easily locate all that information is just just so great, a great idea. And I, I know that there's been some interest from other uh, nonprofits and um, government agencies to sort of yes. partner, partner yes. with that, which is very exciting. Yes, I think so. And, uh, and you don't have to have a social worker. You can go right to the to the mm-hmm. to the app and search what you need specifically. And we're doing it by communities. So you don't mm-hmm. have to drive out of county and things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Now to come back to the choir notes. This <laughs> is a huge part of our sanctuary choir ministry. And I am so grateful for you um, putting in so much time and effort to make that um, something that helps us stay connected as a choir. And I just so appreciate that. And I know our other choir members do as well. Well, thank you. I enjoy doing it. And it's, um, I always like to know information to plan my life. And so I feel like other people do. And you've been great to help me with. Well, it's, making it's, sure I'm up to uh, 
birthdays and prayer concerns <laughs> and uh, choir repertoire and all that just to uh, write there in an email every week is just so helpful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me do it. <laughs> well, um, I know that you have had a long uh, career in vocational ministry. So tell us a little bit about, uh, about that. Well, um, I've uh, felt I actually felt called to be a missionary nurse. And when I got to the seminary, I discovered that that maybe wasn't what my field was going to be. And I ended up, because I love children, um, ended up being a preschool minister for um, 28 years yeah. at a church in Birmingham. And then I changed careers and developed a toy for children and worked part-time at a Presbyterian church. And then when I paid, laid that to rest, I went to work at St. Luke's Episcopal Church mm-hmm. in the pastoral care support department until I mm-hmm. retired in so um, I've been a part of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church for those since I left off, almost, you know, for three years after I left Dawson. So mm-hmm. one other little church in between. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, tell us about this toy. Um, it was called Wacky, let's see, Wet and Wacky Water Wall. And it was PVC pipe, um, kind of like a, I call it a, a a drive-through for toys. So you could ride your tricycle under this water thing, like you're getting your car washed and the water spread over, you could run under it. And um, so it was just a fun thing. It's, I've seen something's come out similar now that you, that's made of plastic, uh-huh. uh, you know, blow up the kind of thing. And so, okay. but that was just a, yeah. So uh, how helpful it was with the children in our uh, weekday program to have some place to play when you didn't have a pool. And oh, so, okay. That's neat. What was the name of it again? Wet and Wacky Water Wall. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I, that, see, I'm learning something new. I did not know That's about right. that. Very cool. Um, tell us a little bit about your family. Well, um, I have um, th- two sisters and a brother and a, my mom and dad and my parents and two of my sisters have, um, are, have died. Mm-hmm. So I have a brother and his wife who live in Georgia. I'm single. I'm not ever married, but I have claim to all my nieces and nephews and greats and greats. And so my family is a total extended family just from our six people is now at 38. Yeah. Um, so so it's been fun. And actually, one of my nephews has been working in, in transitioning to work in Birmingham. So he's been staying with me every other week. Um, so that's been kind of fun to have family in town again. Yes, I knew you had. Uh had made some, um, done some furniture rearranging at your house to, <laughs> to accommodate your nephew while he's, he's been there. That's wonderful. Yes. And he entertains my cat, which is real helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, going back to your years in ministry, what were some um, maybe highlights or um, parts of that journey that you found uh, particularly meaningful? Um, well, it's just amazing to be with people when they start their family, a new baby, and watching them grow in those most productive year, developmental years, because I've worked strictly with the priest, mostly for the most time, uh, just with preschoolers. And so, you know, they just change a lot. I mean, you get them going from birth to get school. So it's just delightful to watch them grow, to work with those families. Unfortunately, we had some sad 
situations where mm-hmm. some children passed away. And so those were really growing times for me because I hadn't really prepared to, ex- you know, expected to have to deal with that that much. And yet when we were able to bond with those families and help them through those crises and some illnesses, but it's just a delight now. And they called me Miss Barbara and occasionally now I'll be somewhere in Birmingham and I'll say, Miss Barbara, there's Miss Barbara. <laughs> I guess having uh, been at uh, as the preschool minister for so long, you've got uh, a number of of your um, constituency, I guess, who have grown up and, you know, that you've gotten to follow them and their development beyond the preschool years and to see them as adults and um, watch watch them grow and see how the foundation that they received uh, in your ministry has has um, grown and blossomed. So yes, that's been a delight. And uh, I'm kind of now off of the wedding invitation list, but I got to keep up with a lot oh, of them I'm through sure. those experiences. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Actually, some of them have grandchildren now. So, <laughs> and so, but it's a delight to see we have a couple of them at um, at Vestavia Hills. Oh, that's of, neat. Of my kids, yeah. That's really neat. Well, um, I have um, been asking everyone in the podcast sort of as a closing question um, about based on a verse from John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. So I've been asking everyone what's bringing them life. So I'll ask you what's bringing you life these days, Barbara. Well, um, as you could tell from doing choir notes and some other newsletters, I like to connect people you know I think when you first came I wanted to connect with the people I knew had been in the church that you had served or the uh, and I, so I just think that's fun and even though I've been more isolated um, zoom and uh, other media have been able to I've been able to connect with that and so if my cousins and I are doing some development with our family history another cousin has written some poems and I'm trying to help him get those to a printable state um, and then my, um, I moved to a new community um, and downsized. And so I have a big backyard patio and deck and it has an outside gate. And so I've discovered in our community that we can gather on my deck, which is socially, you know, we're socially mm-hmm. distant and have some great visitation times. We call it happy hour and everybody brings the bear, their beverage of choice. <laughs> and so um, I take my little sweet tea out there and enjoy visiting with the neighbors. And I've had some been able to invite other people to join us. So that's been a real delight to actually see people and, and to be with people. And I have to compliment you to the Zoom choir rehearsal, seeing those faces of people I love that have been able to sing with for mm-hmm. years. It's just a real highlight of my week. And it's kind of interesting because I've never been able to watch them sing because we are all we're facing you. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> so, so when we can gather again, I don't know if I'm going to like it as much, but maybe we'll at least focus on the director again instead of looking at each other. Yeah, I'm going to have to practice up on that myself, right? <laughs> well, I, uh, you mentioned uh, family history. Have you found any um, interesting uh, pieces of information as you've, you've worked on that? Well, I have identified some pictures and my dad, um, we lived in Knoxville during um, when he was where he grew up. And so he worked for the telephone company. And instead of going 
to being in, in the army, he was recruited to help with the install the telephone line for the Manhattan Project in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And my brother in share updating that said that one day my dad's boss took him out to the top of the mountain and said, look at that. And he could see 10,000 dump trucks full of dirt. And that was the dirt they dug out of the mountain to build the Manhattan Project Village and everything in Oak Ridge. So that was just, I, I can't fathom that, you know, a dump, mm-hmm. one dump truck of dirt. So that was kind of interesting. And with Veterans Day, I you know, I thought about that. Sure, too. yeah. So, uh, so it's been kind of interesting, and I'm um, learning more now about my mom's family. She was one of six girls. My dad had one brother, so I'd known the Vandergriff side, but now I'm learning about the Jennings family more too. So that's been fun. That's wonderful. You know, knowing uh, knowing where you come from and learning new things uh, about the past, your your family's past can uh, sort of um, illuminate maybe some things about your own life and yeah. uh, that, that sort of thing. I think it's great that you've had, yeah. had the opportunity and to do that. My mom and dad met because my dad came as a volunteer choir director at a little rural church and my mom was in the choir and that's how they met. So it's been kind of interesting to follow some of that history too mm-hmm. uh, and learn more about their early life. Were you uh so I guess in that regard, you've always been exposed to music. Yes, yes. And um, my dad loved to sing. Mother played the piano. And she was a faithful mom who sat with the children. And so my dad could sing in the choir well, when we got to church age. And so but I started children's choir and then sang in a choir in college and mm-hmm. an ensemble. And so just couldn't do that uh, when I was a preschool minister. Right. I, yeah, I was not able to. So it's kind of nice to be back with it. Too. That's so really neat. I did I, during that time, the church was in an interim minister of music. We did. Uh, we sang that um, Handel's Messiah from memory. And I joined the choir. I mean, I was able to rehearse with the choir and sing in that presentation. So that some of that still rings in my head. <laughs> yes, I think uh, so many of those. Um, uh, parts of Messiah, when you hear the verse just read uh, from, you know, different parts of, of that, um, it always, you can hear the, the Messiah, the handle uh, version of those things. And um, that, that definitely the case, certainly for other pieces of music too, but that one in particular for me anyway. Yeah, and 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 also reading through the scripture, I've been reading through the Bible this year and finding tidbits in there that are or, you know, remind you of the anthems and other things in, in a Handel's Messiah. Yes. Recently yes. read that part. Yes. Well, uh, Barbara, thank you so much for uh, taking a few moments today and uh, chatting with me and um, telling us a little bit about your story. Well, uh, thank you for asking me. And it's a joy to be involved in the music ministry and everything else at Vestavia Hills. Well, thank, thank you. you. And I'll look look forward to your uh, your next choir notes tomorrow. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss future episodes. Today's episode concludes with the singing of For the Fruit of All Creation 